0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible class. We are podcasting a Bible study that we post every Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m., which is the exact time that the Sunny Slope Church of Christ comes together for midweek Bible classes. We know there are people in the Omaha area, as well as across the country and around the world, literally, who want to get into God's Word, but they're not able to be with us personally at the church building at that particular time. So we're thankful to be able to teach God's Word on such a widespread basis through the medium of the internet and by means of these podcasts. And we're thankful that you're there and that you're listening and that you want to learn more from God's Word. We want to help as many people as we can grow in their faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So we want to teach God's Word in all of the ways that we can effectively and that we're able to do so. And we're thankful that we have the opportunity, the ability, and the means to be able to broadcast these Bible studies over the medium of the Internet. If you're in the Omaha area, we encourage you to come and visit with us and study God's Word with us and grow spiritually with us in person. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street right here in Omaha. 3606 North 108th Street. And our Bible classes begin on Sunday mornings at 930, followed by worship at 10.30. Then we come back together at 6 o'clock on Sunday evenings for another period of worship. And then again, as we've said, on Wednesday evenings, every Wednesday evening at 6.30, we come together for midweek Bible classes right in the middle of the week. Good time to stop and get our spiritual batteries recharged, so to speak. And we encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can through Facebook, friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to get into God's Word, don't you? Of course you do. Help them to do so by sharing these these studies with them. You may help them grow in their faith. You may help them come to God. You may help them get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. We also encourage you to encourage everybody you can to go to our website at churchofchrist.com. Churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. Enroll in it. It's free. It always will be free. We keep emphasizing we're not after your wallet. We want to help as many people as we can get to heaven by helping them understand God's Word more fully. So, Everybody who signs up for our podcasting, they'll receive on their smart device, whether that's their smartphone or computer or laptop or pad or tablet, whatever they choose, they'll automatically receive our Wednesday night Bible class or Sunday morning Bible class, all of our sermons, and they'll receive a Monday through Friday daily radio program, Search the Scriptures. And what I really think is a gem A short Bible class every day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes a day, so we can fit that into our busy schedules almost without exception. It's called Today's Bible Class. All of that will automatically go to their smart device, and it will always be free. So encourage as many people as you can to take advantage of this opportunity to get into God's Word and study His Word and understand it more fully. We're going to get back into our study from 1 John, and we're going to pick up the with the beginning of chapter 3 today. Now, we've been taking our time through these Wednesday night Bible classes. We've gone through a lot of the New Testament scriptures written by the Apostle Paul, but also written by James, and also written by the Apostle Peter. And here we are in 1 John, written by the Apostle John. Now, we've really tried to dig pretty deep and help us to understand the, the deeper matters of what are, are, are being communicated to us through these scripture texts. And I pray and I hope that you are really learning from this and that it's enhancing your understanding and also helping you grow in your faith. Again, as we always emphasize, I know I did just a few moments ago, but let me say again, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It doesn't just happen to a person. It's not magical. It's not mystical. It's not something that somehow you get zapped with all of a sudden. It comes, it develops, it grows as you study God's Word. In chapter 3, we pick up with the last two verses of chapter 2, and we spent some time talking about that, and we'll go a little bit further with that today. I want to go back to chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. And here John writes, And now little children abide in him, that when he appears we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. To walk with God we must walk in righteousness and not a righteousness that is of our own devising but a righteousness that is instructed and guided through his word the scriptures the bible but now what we really I really wanted to focus upon last time and we spent a fair amount of time talking about this that phrase of identity in verse 28 little children little children Now, John obviously is not meaning from that that he's writing this to children of, say, three or four or five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten years old. That's not the kind of little children that he is referencing. He's talking about Christians. He's writing this to Christians. So he's writing this to people who are old enough to have become Christians. That means they were old enough to understand the, the difference between righteousness and unrighteousness, and to understand what it is to come to God through Jesus Christ. We keep referencing Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 in our podcasts. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we have both sides or both ends of the spiritual spectrum there. First, if somebody is living in unfaithfulness to God, disobedience to Him, not following his, his teachings in Scripture, they're in sin. If they're living con- uh, contradict- in a, a, a lifestyle that is contradictory to the teachings of God's Word, they're living in sin. There's no middle ground here. It's either, we're either lost or we're saved, and the wages of sin is death. And so we're talking about being lost eternally. But the other side of the ledger in, in verse 20 uh, in, in John chapter six uh, Romans chapter six, verse twenty-three, is the gift of God, and that's eternal life. But that eternal life is only in Christ. We've got to come to God through Christ. Jesus said that in John chapter 14 and verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, how do we come to God through Christ? We must, be, we must come into Christ. And Romans chapter 6 and verse, two, uh, verse 3 says that we are baptized into Christ. Paul wrote the same thing in Galatians 3 and verse 27. We're baptized into Christ. And our baptism is for the purpose of coming into Christ, but also it is at that point, being baptized into Christ, that the blood that is shed on the cross cleanses us of the guilt of our sins. As Ananias said to Saul of Tarsus, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord, Acts 22 and verse 16. It is also at baptism and through baptism that we come into salvation in Christ when Jesus told the apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation he said he who believes and is baptized shall be saved the apostle peter wrote in 1 peter 3 in verse 20 verse 21 baptism doth also now save us king james version there well so that's how we come into christ that's how we live, that's how we begin to take part in that righteous lifestyle, that's Christianity. Now, that phrase, though, little children, in verse 28 of chapter 2 here in 1 John, and then John expands on that in the first three verses of chapter 3. As we've read a moment ago, what manner of love The Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God, children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. And then verse 2, beloved, now we are children of God, children of God. Little children, chapter 2, verse 28, children of God, verses 1 and 2 of chapter 3. Well, as I've emphasized last time, and I've emphasized this many times in teaching and preaching from God's Word, that a whole lot of people in this world, including in our country today, have a misconception of what it is to be a child of God. They think we're all children of God. I suppose in the loosest sense of that expression we could say okay we can we can be we can consider ourselves to be children of God in that he created us in his image with a soul after his likeness Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and 27 going all the way back to the creation but in the sense that John is using that statement of identity little children And children of God. That's a different concept of being God's children. And it's not the idea that we're all children of God by virtue of His creating us in His own image, but rather He's talking about those who have come to Him by being baptized into Christ for the remission of their sins and salvation. Now, most people do not understand that narrow perspective of what is meant by being a true child of God. Let's go back to John, the gospel account according to John. Chapter 1, and when we begin with verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, this is talking about Jesus Christ, the God the Son, the Savior is being referred to as the Word. the Word was with God, the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made in him was life and the light and the life was the light of men. <clears throat> Again, no question but, We're talking about Jesus. In fact, verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is referred to, identified as the Word, the Word being God, God the Son, right there in the creation process, taking part in that creation, and nothing was made that was made without him. He was there in that process of creating all that we see around us and creating our very physical beings with a soul. Now, go back to verse 12. John chapter 1, verse 12 as many as received him. Now, what what did it say back in verses 2 and 3? He was in the beginning with God. All things were made that were made. Uh, All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. And in verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Jesus brought the message of life, eternal life, through the gospel. Remember, Romans 6 and verse 23 again, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now come back to John chapter 1 verse 12, as many as received him, as many as came to him, were baptized into him, as many as received him, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Well, you see, you don't become something that you already are. And so this idea that everybody's a child of God, not in, the, not in the most important sense of how that statement of identity is used in the New Testament scriptures. Verse 12 again, John chapter 1, as many as received him. to to, To them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Now, what does that do with all of those people out there who do not believe in Jesus as being the Son of God, our Lord and Savior? They have not become children of God in this most important sense, this sense of having been saved through Christ and in Christ. What about those who believe in Jesus as the Son of God, but they've never come to him for forgiveness and salvation? They've never been baptized into him. They've never never given their life and dedication to him, made their commitment to walk with him and follow him and to be Christians. Or let me talk about another group. What about those who have become Christians? They have come into Christ through baptism. They have been forgiven of their sins, but they've gone back into the ways of the world. Peter wrote that their end is worse than than if they had never known the the, the way of righteousness to begin with. What about those who believe in Jesus and they think they're doing the right things and following him? But they've never come to him the way that God has laid out through his scriptures. Jesus talked about those in Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses, uh, verses 21 through 23. He said, Many will, or not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So we cannot follow God through Christ in some way that we make up on our own or just some way that some preacher or minister has told us is the way we need to come to God through Christ, but it it is not the way that is laid out for us in the scriptures. We must come to God his way. We must come to God in the way that he has laid out for us in his word. So we come back to 1 John chapter 3, In what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God? Children of God. Well, okay. As we read in John chapter 1 and verse 12, we don't become something that we already are. And through Christ, God gave us the opportunity to become children of God. In Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, and verses 12 through 17, we read this. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, in other words, the ways of the world. But if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God these are sons of God. How are we led by the Spirit of God? Through his word, through his word. Peter said that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of private interpretation for holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And and the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16 that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is his very word. And so when we're living by the teachings of God's word, that is how we're led by the Spirit. If, if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live, Paul wrote in Romans 8 and verse 13. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Now again, just as we read in John chapter 1 and verse 12, that through Jesus we're given the right to become children of God, you don't become something that you already are. And here the apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 8 and verse 15 that in coming to God through Christ we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry out abba father. You don't adopt some you don't adopt a child that is already your child. That's your child by natural birth. You adopt a child that is not your child. God adopts us as his children as we come to him in faithful obedience through Jesus Christ. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Well, as we come to God through Jesus Christ, being baptized into Christ for the remission of our sins, Acts 2 in verse 38, Acts 22 and verse 16, Romans 6 and verse 3. God adopts us as his children. We look further in Galatians chapter 4, Galatians chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. And here the apostle Paul again says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. But he is under, uh, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. There it is again. God. Adopts us as his children as we come to him through Jesus Christ. So when we read here the Apostle John referring to Christians in chapter 2, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 28 as little children, and as we read in 1 John chapter 3 and verses 1 and 2 that we should be called children of God we understand that he's talking about those who have become Christians, true Christians in Christ. These are the true children of God. And unfortunately, and I'm not saying this from any kind of haughty or arrogant or narrow-minded judgmental perspective, I'm simply saying this based upon the clear teaching of God's Word, the Holy Scriptures, most people are not true children of God in this very most important sense of being true, faithful, dedicated Christians. True, faithful, dedicated Christians are the true children of God. And that is what we have been reading in First John chapter one, I'm sorry in John chapter one and verse 12, in Romans chapter eight. And verses twelve through seventeen in Galatians four, verses one through one through seven, and right here in First John chapters two, verses twenty-eight and twenty-nine, and chapter three, verses one and two. True Christians are the true children of God. Now let me look at one more verse of Scripture here, and this is Ephesians chapter one and verse five having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. And there is that concept again. Of our, as we become Christians, as we come into Christ, God adopts us at that point as his children. So 1 John chapter 3, What manner of love has the Father, the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God, how we ought to just be so thankful that God loves us so much that as we become Christians, true Christians, baptized into Christ, God adopts us as his true children, Therefore, the world does not know us. Why? Because they're not in Christ. They're not living by God's teachings because it did not know him. And most, so much of the world, huge percentage of humanity right now, do not believe in Jesus. They believe in some other philosophy of religion, but they don't believe in Jesus as the Son of God and their Savior. Beloved, now we are children of God, children of God, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. There is no greater blessing than to be a saved child of God, adopted as one of his children, made a part of his family through Jesus Christ because we have been baptized into Christ for the remission of our sins and salvation. Oh, how we ought to cherish that blessing. And if you have not yet taken advantage of that offer of God's blessing for you, then we encourage you to study carefully and come to him his way through Jesus Christ. We'd be glad to help you. You can contact us through our phone at 402-498-8397 or through our website at churchofchrist.com and click on the email link and contact us that way. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us so much that you have made the way for us to be your true children in the most important sense, that you want to adopt us as your children as we come to you through Jesus Christ. Please guide us to take advantage of this offer of the most incredible blessing that we can possibly imagine, to be your true children, saved in Christ, and look forward to that eternal home with you in heaven. Please, Father, we pray at this time. Please, Father, forgive us of our sins, and we come to you in prayer. In the name of Jesus, amen.